I think about what's on the other end. I know how great I'm going to feel later on. For me, I think about because I think my values are that overall I want that sense of health and well-being that I will push through that lack of motivation at that time. So is it more like because I value this thing so much, even when it's hard, I'll do it? Is that where the Mm. intrinsic motivation comes from? Well, and that's a great point too, because for anyone really struggling with like becoming motivated to do something like go to the gym or start cooking at home or what, you know, fill in the blank, it's then really becomes a matter of understanding what your values are and what's really important to you. I mean, I talk about this in terms of time management a lot. If you don't know what's important to you, then of course your time management's going to be crap. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. I'm Kate. And I'm Nicole, and welcome back to another Candid Conversation with us. Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hi, Nicole. Hello, Kate. Oh, you've got this beautiful sun streaming across oh, your cheek. <laughs> I have my um, shades closed on this side, but there's a gap in between them. So I've got a little ray of sunshine coming in on me. <laughs> you're, you're glowing. Oh, thank you. 33 weeks, seven weeks to go. So close now. So close. How are you so, feeling? So close. I feel really good. I feel really good. Now that we're in single digits, I feel like time has picked up big time and it's moving like really, really fast. But you know what? We are ready. This morning I put together a bookcase, which was the last thing that I needed to kind of like put together. My sister-in-law is so sweet. So when we were just in Maine a couple weeks ago and she hosted a baby shower for me and instead of gifts, she asked everyone to bring their favorite childhood book that they remember like you know their parents reading to them when they were growing up so we got this beautiful collection of baby books with everyone having written inside the cover that you know like why that book was special to them I thought that was such a good idea and now we have like this incredible bookshelf full of amazing books That is one of the best ideas I've heard in a very long time. That is a beautiful idea. That is so great. I I mean, we're both passionate about books. And I always think, too, for gifts for a baby, your child, I think books always make a great gift, no matter what age. And the fact that Mm -hmm. you've got a whole collection. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet. Wonderful idea. Marcy, thank you. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. How about you? How was your weekend? I was good. It was fun. It was a couple of workouts, my double header on Sunday, still feeling quite sore, but it's nice. It's nice to feel <laughs> all those muscles that you haven't worked in a while. Yeah. We've got a few conferences coming up next week. So did a little bit of work and prep for, for those. And uh, yeah, a nice dinner at my mom's house. She cooked for us. So that was nice. My brother was there as well. 
Yeah, it was good. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, a little um, flashback to our preparation and planning episode. You're getting ready to be on the road for pretty consistent, like, I know you're going to be coming home and then going and then coming home and then going, but you've got a lot of travel coming up. Yes, and Omar's going to be speaking at two events. We're catching up for a mastermind with a whole bunch of entrepreneurs, quite a few of them from OzCon as well. So it's going to be like a little bit of an OzCon reunion. Some people that we haven't seen in years. Um, The Merrymaker Sisters are going to be there as well. There's just so many people that are going to be at this mastermind in the Gold Coast, which is going to be really, really fun. I'm really looking forward to that. Very nice. When you guys go to the mastermind, that'll be so nice. You won't be hosting. You'll be attending. (laughs) Yes. A little bit of a different, different vibe. It's nice sometimes, right? You can feel like, ah, oh, I can relax. It's almost like too, when you go to a conference and you, you're not speaking, I know that Omar's speaking. So it's just nice to be an attendee sometimes, right? Yeah, totally. I feel that. Well, these topics all could be related to what we're going to be chatting about <laughs> today, which I'm excited for. Today's topic is all about motivation. And this is a topic that spans so many areas of our lives, every one of them. I mean, whether it's business or personal or family or relationships, motivation comes into play in so many of these areas, right? Mm-hmm. We have motivation to show up and go the extra mile, to be supportive, to get in that extra workout. Your double day Sunday is very impressive. (laughs) But that stuff doesn't always come easy, right? Sometimes we really do have to like pump ourselves up. This bookcase, for example, you know, the experience of opening a box and having like 75 different pieces and like 15 different types of screws. And, you know, I kind of really needed to be like, all right, Kate, we're doing this today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Nicole, I'm curious to hear your thoughts to kick off this conversation, because when we first started talking about the topic of motivation, you had mentioned the idea that there are some things that we're naturally motivated to do or things that we can motivate ourselves to do on our own, which you referred to as intrinsic motivation. And then there are some things that we're not so motivated to do those would require extrinsic motivation. So can you kind of talk about this for a minute? Because when you first said it, I was like, I got it. But I I guess I'd never thought about it in that way. I think it's a really interesting way to look at it. I think I've first heard these two terms, intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, probably from education, probably when I was studying to be a teacher, because I think we talk about getting students motivated to do things maybe they don't want to do in class. Uh So it probably came up from there. So definitely not an expert in, you know, the science or the area of motivation. So we're really just talking about personal experiences here, but quick definitions here, you know, what is extrinsic motivation? What is intrinsic motivation? So extrinsic is something that comes from the outside. Outside. So rewards, incentives, I guess a classic example is a paycheck, right? For work, maybe the motivation to actually get out of bed and go to a job is maybe the motivation is less about the actual work you're doing, but more the reward being the paycheck that you get mm-hmm. versus intrinsic motivation being more tied to it comes from within. It could be tied to the things that you value, the things that you enjoy, And if we're going to stay on that same example of, you know, working for a paycheck, paycheck being the extrinsic motivation, the the flip side of that is what would you do for work if you were not 
getting paid to do that work. Right. What do you enjoy so much that it wouldn't matter? That it wouldn't feel like work, that you would just do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So those two definitions to start us off. Yeah, definitely. I love when we start with definitions. This is super helpful because honestly, again, when, when you said that, I was kind of like, oh, okay, this makes sense, but I hadn't thought about it in that way before. So I think it's a good way to approach it because it kind of uh, draws a line, right? I think the more that we can understand or the better that we can understand our behavior, our behaviors and why we may or may not want to do something Mm -hmm. that perhaps we can, you know, put ourselves in the right situation. If we do need that extrinsic motivation, then we can figure out how to work that into it so Mm -hmm. that we end up, you know, still doing the things we want to do, knowing that, okay, this is going to be my reward. I don't know. Would you call it a reward? Yeah, I suppose. Incentive. Incentive. So I guess when I think about these two things, the extrinsic is really the things that I'm not really that motivated to do this. So I need something outside of myself to help me get on with Mm -hmm. it. Right. So what are some examples of some things for you where you feel like you need that extrinsic motivation? And do you have maybe a couple of examples of, of what that extrinsic motivation ends up being? Or maybe they're just things that you're not really motivated to do and therefore you're not going to do them. Like there is no extrinsic reward that is going to get you to do that thing. You're just okay with not doing that thing. Yes, that's, I mean, it depends on what's on the line, right? If if we go back yeah. to, of course, like a job or deadline, I think this whole concept is good to, to kind of unpack because... You can maybe play a little game with yourself. Like if there is something that you have to do and you don't want to do it, then you may want to set yourself up for a little reward or incentive. If I get this done, then I'll treat myself to this. Or Mm -hmm. if I get, get it all done in X amount of time, then I'll have extra time and I can do something that I enjoy doing at the end. Yeah. I don't know. That's a very vague example. Ideally, I think maybe your question is bringing up like the idea that it would be ideal in in if every day everything that we had to do just came from that pure intrinsic motivation and we didn't need any incentives we didn't need any external motivation would that be like yeah. we're living like an optimal life i don't know because i mean there's <laughs> lots of things i suppose that we don't want to do like i think about uh cooking you know i don't mm love cooking but I am motivated to eat well and to eat healthily so that means I won't order Uber Eats every night we'll make it a point to cook even though it's not going to be something really elaborate or really lavish so I guess then the motivation is that you really want to eat well like you want that feeling of finishing a meal and saying like that was healthy I made it myself So I guess in some ways that kind of is intrinsic, right? I don't know. I guess the reward is that you get that feeling, but you still did. You're still the one that decided to do it, right? It's not Mm -hmm. like you you hired a a cook or a chef to come in and like pump you up to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like probably more often than not, that's what I'm going for. Like if I have something that I don't really want to do, my pretty immediate thought or feeling is like what's on the other side of this. Mm. So for example, 
I love to work out. Very rarely am I like, oh, I really don't feel like doing this. But there are definitely days when I'm like, I would kind of rather not work out right now. Yes. But I'm always thinking of how great I'm going to feel afterwards. So that's a no brainer to me. If I just spend 20, 30 minutes doing this thing and then I get to feel great for the rest of the day, why would I not do that? So that's my motivation. Mm-hmm. Or like this morning with the bookcase, like I opened it and saw all the pieces and was like, I'm really not that motivated to do this right now. But I thought about how great it would feel to have all the books that were literally lying all across the floor of my office inside of a fully completed bookcase. And that was my motivation. Like I wanted that finished product. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I guess that a lot of the times that's what I'm looking for. So the the workout one is a good example because I know Recently, as I've shared, I've joined this extra gym. I'm working out a lot more and really enjoying it. But I remember even before we were going to talk about this, had this conversation, there was one morning where I was just like, I am so tired. Like the day before was pretty heavy going in terms of work. And I just woke up feeling like tired, sore. And I guess for the first time in, in since I could remember, I didn't want to go. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want to go to the mm-hmm. gym right now. I really don't. So that's a good example. You said like, well, I think about what's on the other end. I know how great I'm going to feel later on. For me, I think about because I think my values are that overall I want that sense of health and well-being that I will push through that lack of motivation at that time. So is it more like because I value this thing so much, even when it's hard, I'll do it? Is that where the mm. intrinsic motivation comes from? Well, and that's a great point too, because for anyone really struggling with like becoming motivated to do something like go to the gym or start cooking at home or what, you know, fill in the blank, it's then really becomes a matter of understanding what your values are and what's really important to you. I mean, I talk about this in terms of time management a lot. If you don't know what's important to you, then of course your time management's going to be crap because mm. there's there's no gauge for you to right. say this is worth my time or it's not worth my time. If you don't know what's most important to you, then whatever comes up, you're going to spend your time doing, whether it's benefiting you or beneficial or moving you forward or not, because you don't know. Same, mm. I guess, with this type of motivation. If you know that health and fitness is so important to you, then when something comes up that's going to contribute to your health and fitness, mm. you'll be much more likely to say like, okay, come on, Nicole, let's go do this. Because one of my core values is health and fitness. And I know that if I want to keep that as a core value, these are the things that I need to be doing. So then if somebody is finding themselves unmotivated to do something that they they know it's important or they believe it's important then do you think it's because at the end of the day maybe is that the question they need to ask themselves like well why do I want to do this and if I'm not doing it why am I not doing it is it because I really don't care about it or is it that I haven't found Mm. the right way to get there I think in preparation for this I, I found somewhere I found a stat that said um 47% of people don't follow through with their New Year's resolutions after the first month. And 67% of gym memberships go unused. 
<laughs> oh man. So in that example, like people have the intention of they're told or they know theoretically exercise is good for you. You've got to do it. And yet you don't follow through. I mean, I'm just making the assumption that one of those new year's resolutions, yeah. is, I'll get fit this year. <laughs> um, yeah. Is it because they haven't found, cause I think like, for example, with the gym membership, there's many ways to get fit and healthy. You don't have to go to the gym. Mm -hmm. You just can find something that is more enjoyable to you. Going back to intrinsic motivation being something that you actually are motivated to do because you find it fun and you find it enjoyable. Right. Yeah. So in that case, like maybe, (laughs) yeah, but I mean, it totally, it makes so much sense. I mean, in that case, if you are no judgment. If you are the person that gets the gym membership and uses it once or twice and then pays for it for the next six months before you finally cancel it because you realize you're just not going to do it. What is another way that you could get motivated to be fit? Like maybe it's a, a rec league soccer team or going on walks with your girlfriends or yeah, there's so many different ways, right? Well, yeah, because I think a lot of the times what also came up for me in prep for this was that people might, you know, they'll beat themselves up for not, oh, I didn't follow through. I, I'm not going to the gym, I'm not using, they'll feel guilty. But really, maybe the question is not so much like focusing on that particular thing that you've set yourself up to do. Go back to what is the thing you're trying to achieve? And is there another way mm-hmm. I can get there? Because maybe just I'm not motivated to go. That's fine if you're not motivated to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. You can exercise in a whole host of other ways, right? And there's a million other ways you you could exercise. So I don't mean to harp on the same point, but I think it's good to look at like goals and things that you want to achieve from this lens of motivation because I think it can kind of reveal other things like, maybe Mm -hmm. why you're not doing something. It's not necessarily that you're lazy or that whatever the assumption or the belief you might have, it's that you just have to find another way. Another way that's right for you. Mm. So what about like, I mean, if you think of other circumstances or kind of these blanket events that in some way, shape or form happen in all of our lives, like maybe not in the same way, but like COVID is Mm -hmm. a, unfortunate example, right? Like we all experienced that on some level. Mm. It was very unmotivating to be stuck at home Mm. and to not be in our regular routines and all that kind of stuff. How is it that so many people were able to thrive? I don't know if thrive is the right word, but everybody made their way through that in a different way, right? Um, we, We could also doesn't have to be COVID. It could be like the political situation where Mm -hmm. you live. It could be, what's another kind of blanket example, the economics, like the financial situation of, of your personal financial situation, or the fact that interest rates are outrageous Mm -hmm. right now. And so when those types of factors could be influencing or impacting rather your motivation to do or not do certain things, then what? <laughs> mm. Just when you're in a funk, right? How do you, yeah. yeah. What do you do? Cause I think we all go through that and it could be someone who's like super motivated, but, and generally gets, gets stuff done, but they'll go through a period where it's just like, actually I'm not really feeling very motivated right now. 
I think in those cases, self-awareness, recognizing like, yeah, I am actually not motivated. I'm in a funk right now or things are really hard right now. I do think there are things that you can do. And I think in those times, it's really important to control and be aware of what is coming into your world, whether it's, Mm. and I, and I think about this from even reading the news, picking up my phone first thing in the morning, controlling what goes into your mind first thing, especially at the start of a day. I think it's one of the things that you can be more aware of to set yourself up for maybe that, that day in a period of time when things are really difficult. Yeah, big time. I mean, I know that affirmations aren't for everyone or meditation might not be for everyone, but there are a lot of tools that we have access to, right, that could really help us out in a time when we're feeling pretty blah. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, one of my big go-tos, and this is no matter the situation, it could even just be in everyday life when there isn't a quote unquote situation. I'm just like not feeling particularly motivated one day. Um, you know, my friend circle and mm-hmm. the people that I know, like, and trust to be able to reach out to them and just say like, I'm kind of having a crappy day. Like, I don't feel like doing anything. I feel like every project I start, I'm not making progress. Like, we all have those days, Mm -hmm. right? And I think it's pretty unrealistic to think that you would never experience that Mm -hmm. or you would never kind of be in this mode where you don't really feel like doing something. And honestly, I I don't know. I think that's okay because I think that we're all going to feel that way. But if you have ways to or outlets to kind of mitigate that or to at least help you move past it the next day, then I mean, for me, again, one of those things is like having friends that I know I can reach out to who aren't going to judge me, Mm -hmm. who aren't going to try and give me like a million solutions. Because like, in those situations, sometimes you're not really looking for a solution. You just want to say, I'm having a crappy day. I can't seem to get anything done. And it's like, Sometimes a response of just like tomorrow's going to be better is enough. But that's a good point about who's in your world and being mindful of those times in your life when you are not getting things done or it's a difficult time. It's a rough patch of who you're spending time with. I think that's definitely one of the things Mm. to be mindful of as well. I think it was a a blog post by one of my faves, Derek Sivers, um, where I read that when you are in a bit of a, a funk or when you're not feeling like you're really gung-ho about big projects and exciting things right now in your life and attacking those doing boring stuff doing Mm. mundane things doing life admin um i think we've talked about this before like i've got a running list of life admin just doing something and i think this is the thing too when you're in those moments of not being motivated I think the worst thing you can do is to do nothing. So just doing something is helpful. Making your bed, cleaning up the house, paying off uh, that electricity bill, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, just that momentum, giving yourself that momentum. And it goes, if we're going to go back to the the gym as well, like this, or this idea of a health and fitness goal, even just walking to the gym and spending 10 minutes doing something so 
light and not too intensive is better than doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But it can be hard. I get it. Yeah. No, I love that advice. I do boring stuff in those situations so many times. I'm like, all right, there's got to be something that I can do right now that's going to make me feel like I'm not doing nothing. And yeah, a lot of times I'll like pick a drawer in the kitchen and just like all my goal right now is to just clean out this drawer. Yeah. Anything that I don't use in here, any way that I can organize it, like, and you know, it, what's funny too, is that sometimes just those little wins, or like you said, mm -hmm. kind of building that momentum, even if it seems like it's in a way that is like so mundane or so mindless, sometimes that actually can jumpstart motivation to get back into mm -hmm. whatever you wanted to do. Not always, but I've definitely had times where I'm like, oh, wow, I'm kind of on a roll. All right, let's do <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that yeah. sense of accomplishment that gives you that fuel and that energy again, which is, I think, maybe what happens when you're not feeling motivated, you are feeling a lack of energy, lack of spark, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I, I see you have in your notes here, you're, you talk about procrastination, which is just kind of like came mm -hmm. to mind when you were saying that. Talk about the idea of procrastination being the opposite of motivation. All right. Well, this came up recently as I've been reading The Artist's Way. And I thought this was very interesting, similar to the reframing of if you feel like you're not doing something because it's out of laziness, maybe you just need to find something different to do. And this, in a similar vein, this came up with the reframing of procrastination, because I think procrastination gets a bad rap, right? If you procrastinate, it means that maybe you're lazy or maybe you, you're avoiding doing the work for whatever reason. But in this book, she mentions the idea that it, procrastination is actually a fear of doing something that is important to you. Mm. So you're putting off something, not because you don't care about it or you're not motivated, but you're actually so afraid of attacking it because it's actually something that's quite important to you. Interesting. And I was like, oh, huh. Okay. And I thought, let's think about like a real example of this. And I can definitely think of an example in my own life, maybe early on preparing for a talk. It could be a talk on stage, but let's say it's a, it's a presentation that you have to give at work. For example, if you find yourself procrastinating and avoiding doing the work, what's actually driving that procrastination? It's the fear that oh, I've got to actually do this. You're imagining yourself giving the presentation. You're imagining yourself on stage even just the visual of you being in front of a group of people could, you know, kind of make you weak at the knees and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm going to do something else instead. Um, and I just think that was a, just a really interesting flip of this idea of, of procrastination actually being something, not a negative in many ways, but pointing to something, something that I really care about, something that's actually important yeah. to me. Yeah, that is really interesting. So what was kind of her, what's the solution? Well, I didn't get that far from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. Um, I think it's just do the work. No, I don't, I, I don't remember well, a, I guess, a solution I guess to this. Is, I mean, the, the point, I guess, being that procrastination doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing, right? That mm. in so is she, is she saying in all situations or is she just saying in some situations? 
I think this was an example in the in the realm of creative work, avoiding doing mm. doing any creative work. I think writers might have this writer's block. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to not let it like hold you up, right? Mm. To not to not be so unmotivated or frustrated by procrastination that you don't continue pursuing the thing because the thing is really important to you. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. So I, I guess that kind of loops back to what we were saying earlier in the conversation. What you brought up specifically is like you when you have this clear vision of what your values are, that's really helpful in situations where you might not necessarily feel super motivated to do something when you're able to tie it to a value Or in this case, like she's saying, when you're feeling procrastination, come on, don't let that be a deterrent. It means that you really care about something um, that that then could be a really huge motivator. Right. (laughs) For (laughs) even your example of, of the bookcase too. putting, I mean, it's clearly important to you that you have this bookcase ready with all these beautiful books for little baby that's on his way. Mm hmm. I think it's sometimes it's that self-talk of recognizing, okay, I'm not motivated to do something, but tying it back to this is something I care about. This is something important. Mm -hmm. This is, this is one of my values. So I'm just going to get through it and just take that next, next step. Yeah. Even if that next step is, you know, back to us talking about doing something mundane or (laughs) something that might not appear to matter very much. I think so much of motivation is that momentum that you give to the things that are important to you. Because also, like we said, not every day are you going to be super excited to do all the things, even if they are tied to something that's really important to you. But if you can just take that one little step. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's why I was so excited to talk about this topic with you is because it can be frustrating sometimes when you know that you want to do something, but you don't feel like doing it. <laughs> yeah, That can be like a very frustrating place to sit, right? So if we kind of have these little tricks or these things that we can remind ourselves of, that we can be aware of, then I think it can be really helpful in, you know, building these habits. I think that's, I think habits plays into this a lot mm. too, which is a whole other conversation. (laughs) Right. But because we've talked about habits on the podcast a lot, I think that, you know, one thing that, um, James clear talks about is how, when you make something a habit, or if you think about habits in general, right, there are things that you don't have to ask yourself, am I going to do this or not? Mm -hmm. You, you just do them because they're a part of your routine because they're already a habit. So I, I think that that momentum, the motivation to do something having the right habits in your life and having all of that be tied to this awareness of what your core values are is a pretty beautiful synergy to have in your life. Mm -hmm. Because you have to ask yourself too, like if you're not motivated to do something, why? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great place to start, right? As soon as you like feel that and get frustrated about it. I mean, why, why are you not motivated to do this? Is it important at the end of the day? Maybe it's not. Maybe you can scratch it off the list or maybe it is tied to, yeah, a poor habit or avoiding something that you do really care about. So uh, 
yeah, it's a yeah, good and something that you just need to find another path to. Another path to different way of different way of getting there. Well, this was great, Nicole. I know I've definitely picked up some things during this conversation that I'm going to be sticking right into my little tool belt here for motivation. Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. And friends, as we close out today's chat on motivation, we hope that you've also picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.